Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Talking a lot about the Yankees. Uh, as we know, uh, backs are to the wall. No, uh, I, I don't think you could dispute that at all. We've got uh, Harvey and Joe who are producing the show. Um, I connected uh, to our producers. I said, how are you guys doing? And, uh, and Joe responded, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for today. I'm sure a lot of Yankee fans are nervous for today. We've got a great show lined up for you. Phone lines will be open. I was listening to the last few minutes uh, of, uh, of Dave Rothenberg's show. I know he had a ton of calls. Yankee fans calling in 800-919-3776. Booked a few great guests for you today. Ben Ruda is going to join us. Former Yankee. Uh, now working with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. You hear me talk about them all the time right here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, but nobody knows the Yankees better than Ben. And so excited to get him on. He's going to be joining us around 1230. We'll talk about what all has gone wrong with the Yankees beyond the obvious. And we'll dive into them uh, and what he expects in the game later on this evening. Uh, also, you've got the Padres and the Phillies going at it this evening as well as the Phillies won last night 4-2. to two. So they take a 2-1 lead in that series. So we'll be talking all things Major League Baseball with you. Again, phone lines will be open, 800-919-3776. As always, Saturday afternoon, 1.30, Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network will join us. You've got two very good New York teams on the road this week. The Giants in Jacksonville taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jets, of course, at mile high taking on the Denver Broncos. So uh, we'll dive into both those games. You've got Kansas City going up against the 49ers. Big trade that went down. Christian McCaffrey now part of uh, Kyle Shanahan's offensive system. That's going to be fun to watch. Not sure how much uh, of uh, of how much we're going to get out of C-Mac tomorrow against Kansas City. But moving forward, and we can have the discussion, you know, what, what does this mean for the NFC in the 49ers? How much of a contender does it make them? So we'll dive into all that. And as always, Joe Wiz joins us each and every Saturday afternoon at 2.30 with his picks and his plays. Really quick, again, we're going to spend probably the first 60 to 90 minutes talking about the Yankees. But you got Syracuse and Clemson that are about to uh, kick off here. Syracuse 14th in the country. Clemson 5. What's my play here? Uh, Clemson is favored by 14. I'm staying away from a total, but I do like the under under 50 and a half. This game is going to be all about defense. Uh, Clemson uh, is going to be able to slow down Syracuse's rushing game. Um, you know, they their their front seven is pretty legit, and um, and I, I do believe that that Syracuse's offense is going to struggle here. Again, I'm staying away from a side. I think 14 points is too much, but I will play the under. At 50 and a half, 50 and a half. There's some other games later on this afternoon that I'll have picks and plays for you at 3.30. You've got UCLA going up against Oregon. That's going to be a great game to watch. Um, also, uh, everybody's on K-State, including me. A uh, little, uh, my best bet, I love K-State. I love Kansas State getting the points at plus three and a half against TCU. But that's a little bit later on. That's the evening game tonight at eight o'clock. We'll dive into both those games with Joe Wiz coming your way at 2.30, but... I did want to give you my Syracuse play 
before kickoff uh, because again, it's it's it, it actually it already kicked off, but you can still jump on it. So I highly recommend you do. Um, all right, let's let's dive into it, and we're talking all things Yankees here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. I see we've already got two callers calling in. We'll get to your calls. Uh, we'll screen those in just a second. But as we know, let's look back before we look forward. And in uh, in what has happened here uh, with with uh, with the Astros and of course the Yankees, as we know, the Astros are up on the series 2-0. Why Verlander was uh, was remarkable, six innings, three hits, one run, a uh, little shaky start there, but ended up with 11 strikeouts on the day, 11 strikeouts, and uh, and of course we know they won Game One for two. He posted a record, broke a Major League Baseball record. He now has 219 strikeouts. So far in his in his in his postseason career, 219 strikeouts. How about that? This is a Houston Astros team. They're five and zero in the postseason. They swept Seattle. Could they sweep the Yankees? Possibly. We'll see what happens. Of course, they won Game Two, three two as well. Uh, Valdez, of course, seven innings, four hits, zero earned runs, and nine strikeouts. And really, so so the story here for me, again, looking back before we look forward is pitching. And I've said this time and time again. In order to win a championship, in order to win a World Series, you need to have the best pitching staff on your roster. You just do. You just do. And I know we've got Garrett Cole going later on tonight, 13-8 and eight with a 3.50 ERA. Um, and in one start against the Astros uh, this season, he gave up one run in, in seven innings. So he's had, you know, I know it's a small sample size, but still uh, quite good. Uh, he's been great in his, his last two postseason starts. Of course, he looked great against Cleveland. Um, so, so there's that. Okay, it's, it's, it's great that the Yankees have their one ace coming to the table. Now, very interesting, um, McCullough should have been starting this game. It's it's going to be Christian, um, uh, is, it Javi, is, is it Javier? I, I always get it mixed up how to pronounce it because it's J-A-V-I-E-R. Um, he's at 11-9 with a 2-5-4 ERA. In, in two starts against the Yankees, he's only given up one run in 12 innings. But here's the thing, he's only pitched one inning in October. So... Is that going to hurt or help him? He does have a 33% strikeout rate, okay? Now, the reason that he is pitching is because McCullough hurt his elbow. Did you guys hear this? In their celebration of beating Seattle, um, a champagne bottle, like, got, he somehow, some, a champagne bottle, like, knocked up against his elbow and, and, and he hurt himself. Did you guys hear that? Are you there? Anybody there? It was awful. Have- to, I believe somebody <laughs> else um, missed out as well. I believe they punched something. But I don't understand what's with players uh, celebrating in this manner, knowing there's another round and another round to play before you actually get to hoist a trophy. And Listen, you know, I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind this, I don't mind the champagne. You put on the goggles. You don't want it to burn your eyes. I don't know if anybody's had a champagne party before, but it is quite painful. That's why they wear the goggles. But how does, I, I mean, that's kind of like um, Dennis the Menace, right? You guys are probably too young to remember Dennis the Menace. Dennis the but Menace. it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's okay. It's okay. I still like you. 
Um, but it's, 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 um, what's the best word? Like it's, it's, uh, when somebody is like stumbles over their own two feet all the time, clumsy. It, it's uh, how, how do you hurt your elbow on a champagne bottle? You know, while been, you're celebrating. You know, what we've been told they need it. I'm sure you've probably been told this as well. You know, we've been told, oh, act like you've been there before. I've been told that plenty of times and stuff like this, and these athletes have been as well. But nah, it's just smash your elbows against glass and rave and have a wild party and miss out on important games for the next round. So that's what. Annoying. So, so what we do know is that um, Lance is going to start game four. So, as I said, Yankees' backs are to the wall. This is a must-win game for the Yankees today. This is a must-win game, okay? Now, here, here's where, and you know me, it's all about winning money for me, so I always do a deep dive. Um, Houston has four hitters that are batting 320, if not better, against right-handed pitchers since, since August 1st. Judge, who's the end-all, be-all, right? The $40 million man, if Yankee fans still feel that, you know, it's worth it, considering he's uh, one for eight in two games against the Astros and, and really hasn't done much this postseason, let's be honest. This is a Yankees team as a whole. Their batting average is 138. They have 30 strikeouts in this series as opposed to the Houston Astros who have eight. Marinate in that for a minute. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Judge is, has 12 strikeouts at 28 at-bats against right-handed pitchers uh, against the, uh, the Astros. Okay, um, The Astros' bullpen has given up only one run in relief this entire postseason. Only one. Meanwhile, Chapman, what is he? What, what do we say? He's, he's down on, on South Beach at Wet Willie drinking uh, the Octagon, right? Is that what we called it? Is, is that what it's called? The orange drink that has the 180 proof? Is, I, think, I think we called it the Octagon, right? But um, so, it, I mean, listen, it just doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. 0 for 4, Judge. 0 for 4, Torres. 0 for 4, Carpenter. And, and, and here's where I'm going with this. If Brian Cashman continues to invest in the lineup as opposed to the rotation, Yankees are, are, are not going to win a World Series. I, I, I say it time and time again. And, every, and, and, and I, I, I hope I'm wrong. Of course, I want the Yankees to advance the World Series. Are you kidding me? How much fun? How great. Sports Talk Radio, it's, it's, it's great for work. But I, I just, I don't, like, we know what the formula is. Go back and look at teams that win World Series. They don't just have one ace in their rotation. They've got more than one. Now, you could say, well, Anita, look what happened with the Mets. Okay, maybe they're an outlier. Mets were built to win the World Series. They got, they got bumped. So did the Braves. So did the Dodgers. Who, did, who, who would have thunk that we're talking about the Phillies and the Padres competing to represent the NL in the World Series? Are you kidding? Boring. But that series has not been boring, to be quite frank. I've actually enjoyed that series more than I have enjoyed this series um, for whatever reason. And, and maybe it's because, you know, we're just – this is, this is a Yankees team that has invested in a lineup as opposed to a rotation, okay, that's batting 138 in the postseason. 
with 30 strikeouts in this series in just two games. So it's just it's it's uh, it's concerning, Avi. It obviously is concerning. 800-919-3776. Chris Jose, you guys will be first up. We come back. Uh, also, we'll hear from Aaron Boone post game. You know, uh, you know, why is the team striking out 30 times? Uh, well, ho- hopefully he has an answer for us. Um, so we'll hear from some, uh, some of the Yankees when we get back, and we'll take your calls. And really excited to get Ben Ruda on. Former Yankee. Uh, spent a, a, had a cup of coffee in the bigs. Majority of his career was in the minors. But nonetheless, he knows this Yankees team better than most. So I'm excited to get him on today. That's Appointment Radio coming your way around 1230 this afternoon, right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Anita, you know, screening all these calls and, you know, even on Dave's show this morning, I just, I don't agree with a bunch of Yankee fans calling in and saying, oh, the season's over, you know, we're, we stink, we can't do anything. They haven't lost a game at home. Cole's on the mound tonight. If Cole goes out and, you know, throws up a clunker, Fine. If the if we get swept, fine. But I just I don't hear, I, I I don't agree with everyone saying the season's over, and all these complaints when there's still two games to be played. I I hear you. I just think that. You know, again, this is a team that's built. Their identity is their lineup. Their identity is smashing the cover off the ball. Their identity is winning games by hitting home runs. They built this team uh, with the advantage. You know, I, I was reading, it was interesting. You know, Judge almost hit a home, a two-run home run last night, but it fell short 
And Boone talked about it. I'm not sure if you have the soundbite. I don't think you do. But he talked about how they weren't anticipating the roof to be open in Houston. And, and the wind apparently hurt Judge's ball flight. Oh, you do? Okay, let, let, let's play that, if you don't mind. I appreciate it. Go ahead. You know, who would have thought? I think the roof opened kind of kind of killed us. I, I think it's a 390 ball. I think it was like 106 at whatever. And when I went out to take Seve out, we noticed it a lot with Tucker's ball. You know, the base hit he got to right, it kind of looked like it just went and stopped. And then I think Judgey's a homer all the time. So, you know, again, this is a team whose identity is all about the lineup. Um, it's all about the long ball. We've been talking about it all season long. And, you know, the pitching rotation is solid, but but nothing outstanding. The bullpen is solid, but nothing outstanding. So you wrote- and so if and so if this is your identity, it needs it needs to produce in the postseason. And as I said, I keep on going back. The fact that they're as a as a collective team, their batting average is one thirty eight. If your identity is about your lineup, you can't come into the season batting 138 as a team. See, your point about uh, investing in the pitching more than the bats, I guess um, it's, not, it's, not, it's not bad, but my, my thing is that if this was after the deadline, then I would totally agree because you had a chance to get Castillo. You could have given up maybe a Peraza or a Volpe for Peraza, maybe Cabrera for a Castillo, and then you would have Cole, Severino, Castillo. You could bring in Tyone if you want. Maybe a Domingo Herman who hasn't seen the field league in a while. But you are right, because the pitching hasn't been bad this series. The pitching has been has been fine, keeping limiting to four runs and three runs. But when the bats go nine for 65, batting, battling under gas prices, um, it's, not, it's not conducive to winning at all, which is why you're seeing what we're seeing right now. Here, here, here's, here's what my, my beef is when it comes to Cashman. And I'm not sitting here telling me, telling anyone Cashman needs to get fired because you know, I, I, I don't, I, I just think he needs to change his philo- philosophy and, and, and who am I to say that to one of the most successful general managers in major league baseball. And I am a football gal. I am not a baseball gal. So let's understand that. But again, if you, you are so protective of this farm system, like from what I understand and what was being reported, Okay, what was being reported was that there were certain guys in this farm system that were off limits at the trade deadline. Okay, the only time that everybody was available was, I guess, and again, being reported discussions for Otani, and rightfully so. But if you spend, if you, if if your philosophy is we've got to protect this farm system because it's lock and reload, lock and reload, we've got guys that eventually are going to. And, and, and you've got a farm system that's going to constantly keep you relevant and constantly keep you competitive and constantly keep you into the discussion of making it to the postseason, but never improving your rotation or your roster that gets you to a place where you're going to win in the postseason. That's, that's what my beef is. That's what my disappointment is. You, you, you had the makings. You had the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The unit. You had the core. Um, you had the core of a really good base. In the tread deadline, they should have gone balls to the wall. They should have done everything and anything they could have 
to improve this rotation. And, of course, they needed to tweak the lineup. I, I but I, they should have made everybody available. Like, like, don't just say, well, these guys aren't available. I the, hear you. The, the only time our entire farm system is available is with Otani. I, I hear you on that, but the season's not over. It, there's still two games to be played. It, if we're sitting here on Monday, 2-2, two, two, are people still singing the same tune? I, 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 no, they're not. No, the they're not. But, no, they're not. But right now, down 2-0, and, and we're talking about, a, 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 you know, their, their starting pitcher who's coming up tonight, who's got a 30, 33% start rate. In two starts against the Yankees, he only gave up one run in 12 innings. And meanwhile, you've got a Yankees team that's batting 138. Doesn't look good, Joe. It doesn't. So I agree with it, that. It, it, I mean, you want to be optimistic because you're a fan, and I get it. Um, and, 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 and Yankee fans should be. You don't want to throw negative energy out there. But I'm, just, I'm sharing stats with you. This is what I do for a living. I gamble. I tell people how to spend their money. I do a deep dive into statistics and trends. The trends don't don't bode well for the Yankees today, even with Garrett Cole on on the mound. It just doesn't. No, and I agree with what what you're doing, and it's smart if you're trying to win money, and I get that. But fans sitting here and saying the season's over, we can't hit, and it's just a formality. I don't understand it because you still have a fighting chance, and a lot of people I think thought the exact same thing in '17. They came back from that. They were three two going into Houston, and we all know what happened. With, uh, with the trash cans in, in 17. Let's go to the calls. I want to take a few calls before we have Ben Ruta, former Yankee, who's going to join us. Let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, you're up. Anita, this season is over. The Yankees have done it again. They put a team together that keeps failing in the postseason. Yeah, so what? You gave us 99 wins. You did, you did a good job during the regular season, as always. But this season is failed. It's over. The the front office all got to go. How don't you go for the for sure ace that's available in Luis Castillo? You have two rookies starting in the playoffs. You came into the season needing a, a, a shortstop, and you have rookies out there, and the guy that you got is on the bench. What? It's over. You guys are delusional. This season is done. You're playing with rookies in the playoffs? Let's go to Eli in, uh, in is it Washingtonville? Uh, Eli, welcome in. Hey, dude, what's going on? What's going on, Anita? Yeah, this, look, the guy uh, who called before is absolutely right. Uh, not for nothing, your producer is a little naive. Listen, Cashman is a terrible GM. He overrates his prospects. Uh, where is Cliff Fraser? He was untouchable. How long are we going to wait for uh, Glaber Torres to develop? And at 217, when, when are we going to stop making excuses? Like, if you go to Reggie Jackson and you tell him, listen, your ball didn't go, your ball, your, your last home run after your third home run didn't go out because uh, it was wind. There was a bird that flapped his wings and, and distorted your ball. Come on, an hour is an hour, a home run is a home run. Everybody has to deal with the elements. Stop with the excuses. Their front office is better than Yankees' front office. Their analytics team is better than the analytics team of the Yankees. Their players and pitchers and batters are better than the Yankees. That's it. And it's Cashman's fault. This is a Eli. Thanks for the phone call. This is listen. We've been talking about this. This is a this is a Houston Astros team. They're seven and two against the Yankees this season. They are built, they were built strategically to beat the Yankees, knowing that that would be the obstacle in order for them to get to the postseason. Let's go to Anthony in the Bronx. Anthony, welcome in. 
Hey, thanks for taking my call. I agree with my two Yankee brothers. Um, you know, it's it's um, you know, since 2009, we all know this. It's the same thing over and over again. There's a whole uh, philosophy. If you keep doing the same things and expect different results, it's insanity. Mm-hmm. The Yankees' payroll, I think, is the third or second highest in Major League Baseball. And and the team that we're playing, their, their payroll doesn't match, match the Yankees' payroll. So it's about the scouts in the front office. Brian Cashman, he keeps buying used like a used car. And these parts keep breaking down in the middle of the season. We can't even have a strong lineup because most of the guys have is, is, is broken down. It's hurt. And you keep doing – we have two aces. And I think uh, Seve's stuff is just as good as Cole's, if not better, in my opinion. And he's not fully healthy. So we have the pitching. But it, it's been coming down to the same thing for the last – what is it, 2009? So it's the last 13 years that we haven't been able to hit good pitching. So when are the Yankees going to change their philosophy? We got we got um we got prospects in the minors, but they're not proven commodities yet. And so we keep them there. And to your point earlier, uh, Anita, what are they doing? What are these um uh, prospects done? We haven't had a great prospect come out of the Yankee farm system since since Derek Jeter. Hello, yeah, and, and Anthony, I, 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 Anthony, I, I appreciate the phone call. And 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 just to, I'm going to talk about the other series just for a second, because to me, what what did we see last year with the Braves? After the trade deadline. Man, they went on a tear. Same thing with the Padres. Now, I know they lost last night, but man, Bell's doing better than Soto. They got Soto. Drury, of course, they had Machado. Getting Hater? Hater's been tremendous. Tremendous. Like, you, you want to talk about a team that was active and attractive and made the right moves at the trade deadline? It was the Padres. I still think the Padres win the series. Uh, sorry, not sorry, Philly fans. Uh, not that I'm rooting against you. Um, I just I, I think this Padres team is 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 lit, and I, I know Musgrove uh, laid a, laid an egg yesterday. Uh, five little over five innings, eight hits, four runs, only five strikeouts, um, and the Phillies are up in the series two one. But I, I I do believe the Padres win this series. We'll we'll find out. We'll talk more about it with Ben Ruda again, former Yankee, joining us next here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. And I promise we'll continue to take your calls. Uh, we've got Bobby. You'll be first up, I promise. Bobby, Alex, Chris, Jeff, hang tight. We'll take your calls. I'll take the calls. I'll ride the calls as long as possible. This is Yankee fans' opportunity to chime in, voice, get it off your chest. I'm here for you this afternoon. Okay? We'll be right back. Ben Ruda joins us next here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ben Ruda joins us now, on, and thank you so much, uh, Tiza uh, Energy Nutrient Pouches. Of course, you take a, a Tiza pouch, put it in between your cheek and your gum for long-lasting energy, great flavor, relaxation, and so we're thrilled uh, that uh, 98.7 ESPN has partnered up with Tiza, and we're thrilled that we get you on the show as well, Ben. Thank you so much. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, down in... Uh, sunny Florida and Tampa, so uh, enjoying the Saturday. Looking forward to some baseball later. So, so again, we, we've been we've been fielding a ton of Yankee calls. Uh, our, our call bank is is full right now. Yankee fans wanting to chime in, and, and I'm going to get back to your calls, folks and, and gals. Please know that. But you know, my, here here's my thing. This is and, and please, Ben, we're friends. You know, you feel free to say Anita. You're, no, you're totally wrong. But. This is, in my opinion, I think the Yankees' identity is this lineup. And if your identity is a lineup as opposed to a pitching rotation, and you're batting 138, like, like to me, when I look at teams that have won World Series, it's because of their rotation, not because of their lineup. And and I don't understand, even at the trade deadline, Brian Cashman tried to... Um, didn't try to reports were, you know, there were, there were another, a number of guys in your farm system because you were a part of it, Ben, that were off limits. If you're this close, if you have such a nucleus, such a core of players that are so close to winning a world series, why are you protecting anyone, dude? Like everyone should be available because you want to go out and you want to get the best guys that are available at the trade deadline. That's going to improve your rotation more importantly than anything else. Agree or disagree. Yeah, I mean, you you see that in in almost every sport. You see like what the Rams did in the NFL last year. They gave up everything and it it paid off. They won the Super Bowl. You see it happen in baseball a lot. And I mean, I see both sides of it, but that that comes down to the GM's decision and clearly right now it doesn't seem like it's working out, so that's going to be something that Cashman's going to have to answer to. All right, so enough about my opinion. I have you on because you're, you obviously you know this team better than most considering you were a part of it. Uh, one, you know, Based on what you've seen so far in the postseason with the Yankees, I think they were very fortunate to beat the Guardians. Now they're down 2-0 in the series to the Houston Astros. What, what have you seen? And, and, and considering that they're down 2-0, what's going wrong here, Ben? Um. My my observations, especially game two, uh, game one, you know, you're facing Verlander. You get a, you you face a good Verlander. You know, it's that's tough tough to deal with. Um, but game two, you know, I I think they just have offensively at least. Uh, a, it just seems like they have a game plan issue. Um, I would say, for it was pretty clear after watching the first two innings that. You know, the game plan off Valdez was they were looking for that, that curveball. I mean, he's got one of the best curveballs, and he throws it a lot. And his last three starts, he was throwing it at 
a higher rate than usual, and he he wasn't uh, pitching that great. And you could tell that they must have had a meeting before um, saying, listen, this guy throws a lot of curveballs. Let's look for it. Because, man, that first time through the order, he was pumping fastball after fastball right there. Good hittable pitches, and the Yankees were taking them. And um, I, I think that their their game plan was warranted in the fact that he, he was throwing curveballs his previous starts. But the issue is, for me, watching – there was no adjustment. Um, so, you know, you go out with a game plan and clearly the opposite's happening. You have to adjust faster. And it took two full two full times through the lineup. He's throwing heaters, heaters early, and then he's finishing with the curveball. And no adjustment was made. And then once he got through the lineup twice, he started, you know, he switched his stuff and he went to the curveball. So the Yankees were just one step behind. Um, and I, I just, if they're going to win, they're going to have to make adjustments faster. You can't be giving away uh, two full trips through the lineup like that. Uh, a lot of hittable pitches. So, so, so Ben, you know, and, and this is great insight, and we're so blessed to have you on. But like, go even deeper with us, right? Like, okay, so you're you're there, you're in the bullpen, you're seeing what's going on. What adjustments could the Yankees have made? Like what do you when you say they should have made adjustments? What does that mean? Batting coach coming into the dugout and saying, "Hey, listen, this is what's going on." Analytics team calling down. Like what what does that mean? What is what does making adjustments mean? Yeah, I, I was talking about this uh, with one of my old teammates. We were watching the game together. Um, I think they're missing that voice, uh, that hitting voice in the dugout. Um, I I think when they er- in the offseason when they announced they hired uh, Eric Chavez as the assistant hitting coach, and then obviously not their fault, but he got signed away. Someone like that is, I think, what they're missing. Um, the analytics guys are, you know, it's good to have a mix. I think they need a mix of it because when you're actually playing in the game, I know they have some veterans and some good hitters, but it's easier to notice these things when you're removed from the game. You're not actually playing in it. And they need a guy like Eric Chavez could have said, listen, we, we went over this pregame. Let's all hunt the curveball, but he's not throwing it. Let's switch. They could have said that after inning two. Instead, they go through five innings and uh, uh, don't make any adjustments. And, you know, they, they, they lose the game and they're not swinging at good pitches to drive. Um, and they only lose, they're in the game. So, you know, these are big at bats where they just need a, a couple more good at bats and they could win. They could have stole one of these, especially game two. Where, where did Eric go? Chavez? Yeah. I think he got, he got signed by the Mets as a hitting coach, right? I, 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 that's why I was, I was curious where he went. Yeah. Um, he got, so he got signed uh, as the hitting coach for the Mets, but he, uh, like, they just need a voice like that. Someone that played in the game, someone that, you know, has MLB experience, uh, knows what it's like to make adjustments mid game because the playoffs are all about adjustments. You got to adjust on the fly and okay, you know, so, you're so... removed from the game. So, so hearing this, right? I, game, I know uh, what's going to happen now. Once, sorry. once, once I say goodbye to you, I know I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to get calls, and folks are going to say, "Well, why didn't Boone? Why didn't Booney make the adjustment? Why is he the manager? And he can't see this. He can't make. 
is, is that warranted? Is that fair that we put the onus on 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 Aaron Boone that he didn't make the adjustment in in regard to what was going on with um with Valdez? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I mean, we talk. I talked about that with uh, Brandon as well, my uh, old teammate, but. He has a lot of other stuff he's got to worry about. He's got to manage the pitching. Um, there's a reason you have, you know, specific coaches for specific uh, elements of the game. You know, uh, these are things that I think they're missing, um, but they're they're not far off. You you see, they're in these games. The pieces are there. The elements are there for them to win this series, go to the World Series, but, you know, they're just a tick behind. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's something as small as that is just a couple of voices to uh, get people on track. That's that's just wild. And, again, I'll share with you, this team as a whole is batting 138 uh, with 30 strikeouts. Uh, and, granted, yeah, you've got Garrett Cole. What, what, what are your anticipations, what are your expectations for Garrett Cole tonight? In, in one start against Houston, he only gave up one run in seven innings. I think it's safe to say, considering uh, Lance McCullers is is going to get the start in game four, which, by the way, please explain to us how he hurts his elbow on a champagne bottle celebrating sweeping the Mariners. Have you ever heard of that before? Uh, Anybody I, hurting I, themselves with a champagne I bottle, Ben? <laughs> I got I got nothing for you on that one. Yeah. So um I, I so with know. that so with that being said, I, I think this is the, to me, this is a must win game, right? And I think for a lot of people feel the same way. This is a must win game for the Yankees today. Uh, what are your thoughts about Garrett Cole at home going up against this Houston team? Um, you know, I mean, it's definitely the guy you want throwing you, you, this is why you got him. This is the situations, uh, you, you hope that he gets in because they, this isn't, uh, maybe a must win. This is definitely a must win. There's, there's no, I don't really see a way back if they lose this game. Um, but yeah, I, I think this Astros team is, I, I'd be a little worried. I mean, I think the Yankees are going to have to score five, at least five runs tonight to to win this game. Um, they the Astros, you I mean you've seen it. They they work at bats. They don't strike out a lot. Garrett Cole looks good. He struggles with the homer this year, um, and this team's got plenty of power. So I I just get worried the fact that they don't strike out as much and they work at bats. Um, you know just getting a, a little more traffic on the bases um, than the Guardians uh, did, and then it only takes one swing. Uh, we know he's been susceptible to the homer, and instead of a solo homer, it's a three-run homer. And then, I mean, those are the daggers. Homers win in the postseason. I mean, it's been pretty proven the last five, ten years that teams that hit the most homers in the postseason have a lot of success. Um, and I mean, the Astros, they won game two off one swing. So, uh, I, I think the Yankees are, I wouldn't worry too much about Cole. I mean, I think he'll probably give up a few runs, but I think if the Yankees score five, they win this game. Again, Ben Ruda joining us here, former Yankee, uh, and, uh, in this segment brought to you by Tiza, uh, energy, nutrient energy pouches that of course you put between your cheek and your gum for lasting energy. Uh, relaxation and as well as focus judge Torres Carpenter 0 for 4 
their last game. Judge is one for eight in two games against the Astros. Um, you and I have had several conversations on and off the golf course about Aaron Judge this season. You know, you know. granted, the biggest storyline obviously was him chasing 61. Of course, he got to 62, but in the postseason, no bueno. He has not been good. And, and I know that a lot of the talk postseason is going to be about uh, re-upping him. But here's my question. It's all about winning a World Series. And this isn't the first time that we've seen him struggle in the postseason. This has become a trend for him. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I think Yankee fans really need to ask themselves, and, and I think the Yankees organization really needs to ask, them, ask themselves, is he worth the $40 million a year that I think we both agree is going to be presented to him by one, some team. Some team out there, whether it's the Mets, some team out there is going to offer him $40 million a year, whether it's seven, eight, ten years, whatever the case may be. What do you think happens there? What do you think happens with this organization and what you think they'll present to him? And wh- where do you think Judge ends up? Where is he going to be playing next year, Ben? Mm, I mean, I, I, a lot of it is going to hinge on what happens in these next uh this next week or two, um, if the, you know, if the Yankees come back and somehow make the world series, um, you know, I, I, all those things are definitely factors, you know, leaving a season with a sour taste in your mouth can, uh, definitely influence decisions on, you know, where you want to go. Um, I personally, I mean, I've been watching, you know, judge didn't look good in the, in the beginning of the guardian series, he was striking out a lot, but I, I think the last, you know, three, four games, he's looked solid. He went over four last game, but, uh, or no, he had, he had a hit last game. He had a single, um, but he lined out the center and then he, he crushed that ball to, to right field that got caught at the wall, you know, kind of unfortunate. Um, nothing you can really do there. Uh, but I mean, he's the guy, he's the guy that, kind of got you here when everyone was struggling for two months and the Yankees were sliding, he was surging. So, uh, I mean, baseball is, you know, it's a tough sport. Uh, It's easy to have a few bad games. And I know he's, uh, his playoff track record is so-so. But, you know, I'm more in, I, I trust, I would trust Judge. Uh, I would have no problem re-signing him. I wouldn't worry about him in the postseason. He seems to put good at-bats late in the game as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I personally, I have no worries about Judge uh, on the big stage. Uh, ben, before we let you go, uh, Padres, Phillies. Phillies won last night 4-2. Uh, they're up on the series 2-1. I love this Padres team. I love what they did at the trade deadline. Bell, obviously Soto, Drury. Of course, they had Machado. Hater's been unbelievable. Um, who, who wins this series in your eyes, even though the Phillies are up 2-1? Who wins it? I got the Phillies winning it. Um, I like I like the Phillies. Uh, I like the mojo they got going. I like their lineup a lot. Um, I just think they have a few more, they got a few more spots in their lineup that are uh, tough to navigate, especially with how, uh, Bryson's spot is, uh, looked. I really, that's like some, the Yankees don't have that in their lineup. Like I watched him last night and he's a rookie. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see what he's doing, but you know, he, he had, uh, his first two at bats, 
he was two for two with two extra base hits, and he was 0-2-1-2 in both those at-bats against a good pitcher, Musgrove, that knows what he's doing. And he, you know, he worked it. He fouled it off. He got the 3-2 uh, and then did some damage. Um, and then even his third at-bat against uh, Hill, who's a tough lefty. Like, I, every time I watch Hill pitch, I'm like, because I was a lefty batter, I'm like, man, this is a nightmare at-bat for me. I would – not like this. He's sidewind. He throws cross body. He, he throws hard. And he was 0-2 on him, too. And he, he made some really good takes, got the 3-2. Um, I just like how deep their lineup is. I like Bohm. I played against Bohm a lot. And he I like how he stays inside the ball. I think the Phillies are uh, hot. And uh, I think they're going to they're gonna be a tough out. I think they're going to win this series. And I think they could pro- possibly win the uh, whole thing. Wow. Can you imagine Phillies winning the World Series, Eagles still undefeated yeah. in Philadelphia, and possibly the 76ers, many people feel, have a great shot of winning the NBA championship. Yeah. Can you imagine a city winning a World Series, um, an NBA championship, as well as uh, as a Super Bowl? Unbelievable yeah. what's I going mean, on in Philadelphia right me. now. Yeah, it pains me to say, because uh, I'm a New York sports fan, but Philly sports look pretty good right now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Before we let you go, um, big shout out, of course, to, uh, to Tiza Energy Pouches. I, I know you, you, know, you're, you're, you, you work with them. Um, we're so blessed to have you, and, and we're so blessed to be partnered with Tiza. Thank you so much. Uh, just give the folks out there some information, how they can find Tiza, uh, what discounts they could get. I know with Anita 25, they can get some discounts. Why don't you uh, let, get the folks in the know all about Tiza, please? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we appreciate um, everything you guys have done for us. And, you know, if you're listening out there and, you know, you're just the, uh, you know, blue-collar, everyday worker, you know, I, I really think you, you got to give – this is a no-brainer. You got to give Tiza a shot. If you are if you drink coffee, you need focus, you need energy at work, instead of, you know, drinking coffee all day long, try just, – just try Tiza. You won't regret it. Just pop one in, you set it and forget it, and you feel the focus, you feel the energy. Um, it's it's really, it's honestly, a, it's just the best product. It, it tastes great. Um, there's no calories, no sugar. You can get it at uh, teazaenergy.com, and that's T-E-A-Z-A, energy.com. So, yeah, I mean, I just implore people to try it. Uh, it's, you, you won't regret it. And, Anita, I know you talk about it a lot, but... Um, yeah, it's it's really a no-brainer. So, thank you. <laughs> I love I love it. I love it. It's it's changed my life. Ben, thank you so much. Always great having you on. Great insight, by the way. Uh, my my Twitter feed is blowing up in regard to um, your analysis and your assessment in regard to what's what's wrong with this Yankees team right now. So so appreciate you. Thank you. It's just valuable information for us to use and and be able to assess and watch this Yankees game later on tonight. Thank you, my friend. Enjoy your weekend. Yep, enjoy the games. Thanks, Anita. You got it. Um, Scott, I told you uh, you'd be first up. Actually, Bobby. Bobby, you'll be first up. Bobby, uh, Alex, Scott, Chris, Jeff, hang tight. We'll get to your calls. Uh, I'll, I'll take calls for the next 30 minutes as we've got Cynthia Freeland, who's going to be joining us our next hour at 1.30. We'll switch gears. We'll talk some NFL, Jets, Giants. Uh, but, uh, but we'll take calls for the next 30 minutes talking all things Yankees as they get ready for game, uh, game three. Right? Game three? Game three. Against against the Houston Astros. Anita Marks with you. We'll be right back. 98.7 ESPN.